Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we have a special guest for our part two of the College Football Bowl season 2021. Michael Story, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Bowl season. I am super excited. We've had some good bowls so far, but uh, we're really getting into the thick of things and meat of it coming up. Yeah, uh, the yeah, the heart, the the playoffs, the New Year's Day bowls, all those good things are coming up. But uh, anything strike you from last week, boys? Well, did you you guys watch the Northern Illinois Coastal Carolina game? Yes, yes, bit I did. Bit of a bit of a controversy there at the end, but it was really good to see NIU really stick with Coastal Carolina there. Uh, Coastal was a 12, 12 and a half point favorite, and NIU was with them the entire game. That was fun for our hometown NIU Huskies. Yeah, I'm still uh, not sure what exactly happened at the end of that game, but it, it happened. Walt, any thoughts? Well, I know I lost money on the money line, but I won money on the <laughs> spread. So, I mean, it's basically a wash on it. Yeah, which I wasn't happy with how the game ended. Obviously, they either way you put it, they should have had at least one more play or at least a chance to snap the ball, that's for sure. But it is what it is, you know, washed on that one. And then if yeah. you like points, the Idaho Potato Bowl last night was something else, 52-38, to 38, Wyoming over Kent State. And then I sent you guys a message this morning. I didn't realize that they pour French fries on the coach, the winning team in the Idaho Potato Bowl. That was, a, that was something else to behold. Yeah, a little different, but I like it. A little tradition there. i got to throw the Idaho, the famous Idaho potatoes out there on the field. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, baby. That's going to be <laughs> Let me tell you, that's going to be a good one if they dump some mayo all over that coach. They no, should, they got yeah. a cheese bowl come up in just a couple of days, so. That's not <laughs> as – that's. I mean, that's good, but it's not as quite as – wouldn't be quite as entertaining as the as the mayonnaise, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, my unders are not looking good so far, if any of you are wondering or following along with my under of every game. But, yeah, uh, odds makers must have got it wrong this year, but it's not. it's not looking good. Uh, well, we're, anyways, we're, uh, we're following along with the under on the Missouri Army game, which uh, is trending well, in that direction right now. Well, it's 10 nothing Missouri at the end of the first quarter. Well, now that you said it, it's going to go over, Story. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. But <laughs> let's move on. we got some games to cover for part two. We're going to cover the rest of the bowls for this season. And first off, we have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, uh, annual tradition to go to the Yankee Stadium. It'll be Virginia Tech versus Maryland on Wednesday, December 29th at 1.15 p.m. Uh, it's just fun. It's a fun bowl. They get to play in Yankee Stadium. It's cold as shit. Uh, I feel bad for the players because everyone else is playing in these warm weathers, but uh, it's going to be a fun bowl, Wall. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited that we're not in one of those southern, you know, that Super Bowl is always down south. Most of the bowls are always down south or out west where it's warm. I'm excited we get some real conditions. We get to watch the men play football, you know, not nursed by this beautiful conditions you know they might have to deal with some adversity in this one you got an over under sitting 54 and a half not really saying hey it's going to be freezing cold they're not going to score it's thinking there's gonna be a few points scored maryland minus three and a half you want to bet virginia tech on the money line plus 140 you lay 100 you're getting 140 i don't know where i'm at on this one but i like the big 10 all year so i'd probably stay with the big 10 yeah, I gotta Stop. disagree with you. I was, uh, I've been on the the Hokies since this line opened up at Virginia Tech minus three. Now they have lost quite a few players uh, who are sitting out because they're draft eligible. Uh, but you look at uh, Maryland's average uh, defeat this year. They lost, they got six losses by an average of 30.2 points, 
while Maryland's or uh, while Virginia Tech's got six losses by an average of 9.5 points. They both are six and six, looking to come finish the year on a winning record. I like Virginia Tech in this one. I like uh, the money line, and I just I don't have much faith in that Maryland team to put up enough points to win this game. Yeah, I don't. I I almost I I like with Wall. I like the Big Ten. There's a couple cool things here. We got Virginia Tech has an interim head coach and J.C. Price. Uh, they've had 29. Listen to this. This is an interesting stat. Virginia Tech of all teams, 29 consecutive seasons of bowl eligibility, longest streak in the nation, uh, which is an interesting one. That's the longest streak in the nation out of any team in FBS. 29 consecutive seasons with bowl eligibility. Uh, Maryland uh, is going to have a problem, though. They're going to have their hands full. The Maryland defense is awful. They're 105th in the FPS at 32.4 per game points per game. Uh, they're going to have to key in on their tight end, which they've done relatively well towards the end of the season here. Uh, Okun- uh, I, I used to know how to say this, and I, I got the pronunciation. Okunoko, I think, is his name, but uh, he was good. We picked him up in DFS a couple times. Uh, he'll be turning pro after this game, but opted to play in the game. Uh, you know, tech keys of the game or some of their key games throughout the season. They they beat UNC 17 to 10. They were tight with Notre Dame 32 to 29. They lost to West Virginia though 27 to 21, who Maryland beat 30 to 24. Uh, so just something to keep in mind. And I know, Story, you talked about some of the opouts for Virginia Tech. Well, Braxton uh, Brewmeister, who was their quarterback, transferred. Uh, Connor Blumrick will be their quarterback for this game. And then James Mitchell, their tight end, all-star tight end, uh, opted out for the draft as well. So it's going to be a tall task for Virginia Tech. Wall, what was the spread at right now? Three and a half. Maryland's given. Maryland's given three and a half. I think I like Maryland in this one just because that's a lot of lot going down. Maryland's got a lot to play for. They've had close games all year. Uh, yeah, Maryland, and Wall said this before earlier in the season, isn't that great of a team, but I think they pull it out this time against a uh, an inferior opponent in my mind, Wall. I don't agree with you. I mean, number three, Virginia Tech was in ACC Coastal. You know, Maryland's middle of the pack in the Big Ten, so you got a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team against an upper-tier ACC team. I'll still take the Big Ten, baby. Go off the conferences. All right, we got the uh, next bowl up, which this is before the one I just previously talked about, but it's the Fenway Bowl, SMU versus Virginia. That's the 29th at 10 a.m., and uh, it looks like uh, this is the inaugural Fenway Bowl, but it looks like uh, the Red Sox, or Red Sox were a little pissed that uh, the Yankees keep doing their annual pinstripe bowl and they wanted to get into some of the action. This will be obviously held per the name at Fenway Park here. What else is new? The Red Sox wanted to be more like the Yankees. Um, <laughs> this, if you like offenses, this is the game for you. What's the overhead currently? I think 72 right now. So 71 and a half, somewhere in that range. And um, both of these teams can put up points in bunches. Now this is an interesting bowl because both of these teams lost their head coach at the end of the year. Sonny Dykes, accepted the TCU job way back in November. Um, and then Brocko Mendenhall, he resigned, but he's going uh, uh, to keep with the team through this bowl game. So, I mean, offense on offense on offense, and then Virginia is not very good on defense. Uh, neither is SMU, frankly. But I'm sticking on the west on the East Coast on this. I like uh, what uh, Virginia did. Now, I know they kind of limped into the, into the uh, bowl game here, losing the last four in the roll. Uh, but the Cavaliers are going to send out Mendenhall as a winner. I think they're going to get up and play for him. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Virginia here uh, on the on the spread and the money line minus two and a half. 
I like uh, I like Virginia. I wish these two teams weren't matched up because going into the bowl season, I like both these teams. I like SMU because, you know, I think they get a little less money than they should, which leans the line to their opponent's favor. But I, I don't think I'm going to bet this one because, like I said, I like both teams going into it. If I had to, maybe I do go with Virginia. They're a good team. I don't know. Stay away from it. 71 is a lot of points, though, man. If if you want to lay under, Woj, this is the game. I think you're going to win the under on this one, baby. <laughs> I've already laid it. So we're, we're, we're just hoping at this point. Uh, Virginia <laughs> loses uh, their top wide receiver and Billy Kemp to a surgery. Uh, Jelani Woods, their tight end, is opting out for the draft. SMU loses their top two wide receivers and Danny Gray and Reggie Robinson both to the NFL draft prep, unfortunately for them. So about even on both sides, a couple wide receivers gone. Billy Kemp was a big part of that Virginia offense, though. Uh, and I know Danny Gray was a big part of that SMU offense. So, But we'll see how it turns out. Well, we're going to move on, though, to that famous Cheez-It Bowl you already talked about and uh, story that was uh, Iowa State versus Clemson. Big game on uh, 29th. This is at 4:45 p.m. Huge game. Huge. And if yeah. you guys do get a sponsor, uh, can we make it cheese it? Uh, I'm a big fan of the of the cheese it bowl. Big fan of cheese its. Um, not a big fan of Dabo Sweeney. Not a big fan of Clemson. But it's tough to uh, go away from what uh, they did at the end of this season, right? The offense was struggling early in the year, and then. After that loss to Pitt, they ripped off five wins in a row uh, with no fewer than 30 points in each game. Um, tough to think that uh, Dabo Sweeney won't get his, his team fired up and the defense get fired up. I know that Brent Venables is leaving to go to Oklahoma, uh, but I see Dabo using this as a springboard to 2022, and I see Clemson easily winning this game. And, and I don't know what the line is currently. Looks like it's sticking at Clemson minus one. Uh, I'll stick with Clemson there, money line and minus one. Yeah, I've been, uh, I'm hitting this one big, baby. Let me tell you, I Venables leaving, it, that's a concern. I think Venables, and I've said this on the podcast this year and last year and probably the year before, that he should be the head coach somewhere. Obviously, he's going to Oklahoma now. It's come to fruition. But I still like this Clemson team. Story hit the nail on the head. They're a hot team. You're betting bowl games. You're betting championship games. You bet the hot team. Clemson, I mean, come on. Give him one. Put Put money on it. Put all the money on it. Put your house on it. I like Clemson in this one. Uh, well, is would would we take a cheese it sponsorship or you? I mean, because th- that's not a Ruffles, is it? It's not a Ruffles company. Uh, I got an NDA going with Ruffles right now, Woj, so I can't speak on that topic. <laughs> uh, Iowa State, uh, you know, they just keep churning out uh, running backs to go to the pros. There's plenty of them in the NFL right now. Brees Hall will definitely be another one. Uh, he opts out for the bowl game to go into draft prep. Jarley Brock will likely get the majority of the carries for Iowa State. Never heard of him, so we'll see how that goes. He hasn't done much this so far this season. Brees Hall played a lot of downs. Uh, the fact that this is nearly a pick'em game with Brees Hall not playing says a lot about the Clemson team in general. Uh, I, I Clemson's D is even with Clemson's D, which is ranked second in the country uh, with 15.9 points per game. Uh, it's just one of those things. Their offense hasn't been clicking. They haven't been able to score points. They have multiple people that have transferred throughout the season off of their team. Um, you know, the, the best thing is Will Shipley is – or not Will Shipley. I, I can't remember the running back's name, the newer running back uh, story. What was his name? Uh, from from Clemson? Yeah, Clemson's. Uh, ooh, uh, well, I, I, th- I, mean, it was, uh, I, th- I think it's a ship. 
a ship, ship something. Uh, but he was, a, I think, a freshman at the time. He's turned out to be pretty good. Looks like he's going to be playing in this game. Uh, they've relied more on the run than the pass down the stretch. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. It's, it might be a tighter game than most be expect. Maybe the odds makers got it right. I hope Iowa State wins it. Um, and Will Charlie Shipley. Colt. Will, Will Shipley. Shipley. That's what it is. Yeah, I knew there was a ship somewhere in there, but Will Shipley. Uh, look for Charlie Kohler if you're doing DFS because the guy's just been unstoppable, always underpriced on DraftKings. So if you're doing DFS, look for that Charlie Kohler pickup. Uh, let's move on to the Valero Alamo Bowl. This is Oregon versus Oklahoma, the 29th. This is the night game on the 29th. This is a 8.15 p.m. start. Well, yeah, you got Oregon plus four and a half. If you want to lay, you know, Oklahoma, you got to lay 195, almost 200 to get 100, which is a lot of money. And one thing we haven't talked about is just as of today, not as of today, it's been talked about before, but it really started getting going this week is cancellations of bowl games. And right now you got two football teams that these two teams really probably don't want to play another game of football. Those seasons they had, each of them were rather disappointing, losing coaches both sides, left and right, you know, we do have to bring up the fact that we're talking about these games on the 22nd of December. A lot could change. This game could not be played going forward when you're listening to this. So make sure you check for any changes. But in this one, as it stands right now, nothing changed. You know, I like Oregon. I'm This is the one Pac-12. I'm going to go out there and say, hey, they got to prove something because they had an awful showing against Utah twice this season. And that's coming off that win against Ohio State at the beginning of the season. You know, really disappointing for them. I think they – Got to prove something. I think this is who they do it against Oklahoma, not a team I've respected all year. So I would probably take the spread plus four and a half on this one. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. Well, I, I really like Oklahoma in this spot. Uh, Bob Stoops is still going to be there on the sideline. How do you go against Bob Stoops in a bowl game? Um, they were, you know, they were in the conversation. Both these teams were in the conversation for the playoffs at, at one point. And as you said, both teams really disappointed, uh, especially Oregon down the stretch. They're losing to Utah twice out of the last three weeks. Um, but Caleb, they made it, Oklahoma made a transition quarterback to Caleb Williams. He had some growing pains this year, but I see this as a springboard to a legitimate Heisman campaign in 2022. Um, the big question is, you know, a lot, both these teams are going to have some, some defensive players that are preparing for the draft. Kayvon Thibodeau for Oregon, he's, he's pulled out. Nick Benito and Perrion Winfrey, both for OU, have pulled out. Still, it's hard for me to pick against Stoops on the sideline. Uh, I'm going Oklahoma. Um, money line's too expensive for me, but I would I think Oklahoma wins this one by a touchdown going away. Yeah, I mean, we've already hit on some of the coaching changes. Vendables obviously going to Oklahoma, and then uh, the D coordinator for Georgia, Dan Lanning, going to Oregon. Joe Moorhead will be the interim coach for Oregon. Um, <laughs> the, the defensive starters, there's four defensive starters for Oklahoma that are opting out of this. Um, Two on the line, one or two on the line, two, I think one linebacker and one corner. Uh, so that's a big loss considering that's a large chunk of your your secondary there uh, and, and your line and your pass rush. Um, you know, Oregon also loses huge hits on their defense. The Likely the number one draft pick. Help me out with the name here story because I can never say it. Who's that? Kayvon yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's likely, easily top three. Um, yeah, not, easily oh. top three. He's opting out. And then Mikhail Pittman, uh, their all-star cornerback, is also opting out, which is their second best player on defense. So huge hit defensively for both teams, really. Uh, Devon Williams, their number one wide receiver, who has actually stepped up pretty well this year, 
is also opting out for the draft. So Oregon got hurt there a little bit on offense. But, yeah, I just feel like Oklahoma's got too much power. Uh, Oregon really hasn't shown much. We've saw all those plays where they, 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 they just weren't following their play style like they should have been towards the end of the season. Uh, so I, I think I'll take Oklahoma on this one, too. I'll follow Story's, Story's uh, methodology there. But next up, we have the famous Duke Mayo Bow, uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina, Thursday, December 30th at 10.30 p.m. Or, excuse me. Yeah, a.m. A.m. <laughs> sorry. Couple, couple of late, late start for a couple of Carolina teams. <laughs> that story got excited. It, 10.30 p.m., that's, that's kind of my chance. That's what he's thinking over there. Yeah, you'd be up for that one 100%, let me tell you. But UNC minus nine, that's a big spread. I mean, this bowl season, we haven't seen that big of spreads too often, but this one's big. They're expecting UNC is going to stomp on this SEC South Carolina team, which I'm not going to disagree, but that spread's a little heavy for me. Over under a 58 and a half, you know, plus 260 if you actually want to take the Gamecocks to win the game outright. I'll probably, you know – Hang my hat on the over-under right here, Woj. I'm going to be joining you. I know you bet every under. I'm going to be joining you on the under on this one, and I'll probably be taking it against Story because he bets the over on everything, which we've kind of talked about before. Plus, he's, he seems to be disagreeing with me on every single thing we do today. So we'll probably be betting against each other. But as far as the game goes, man, it's just, that's a lot of points to bet in this rivalry game, Woj. Yeah, it's uh, how fun is this? We got an in-state rivalry game in the in the bowl season. It, it's that's awesome. We're playing in Charlotte, North Carolina, a little closer to North Carolina, but still right there. Uh, Sam Howell is playing in the game, which is exciting for uh, for North Carolina. Zeb Nolan will be getting the start for the Gamecocks. Spencer Rattler, obviously, we heard the news transferred to South Carolina uh, with the Oklahoma tight end. Uh, he'll likely be getting the starting job in 2022. Uh, Jaquir White, uh, the the star running back for South Carolina, is declaring for the draft. So they lose him. They still have some others. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it should be an interesting game. North Carolina obviously hasn't been as powerful as they had in years past, losing a lot of people to the NFL. But uh, we'll see if they can uh, they can pick it up and play in the in-state rivalry game. But I'll be betting that under with you while I'm excited. A little under action. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that North Carolina wins this game. But uh, when it comes to covering the spread, you know, that, that, that line has ticked up quite precipitously, up to nine now, North Carolina minus nine. I mean, that's all Sam Howell. That's, that's what's, what's doing it. But it's tough to see them uh, – well, it's tough to take that spread uh, one way or the other. It, it, you know, I could see South Carolina definitely overperformed in certain aspects this year. Uh, but a almost a double-digit spread in a rivalry game, I, I think I would stay away from this game altogether. But I do want to mention that the bowl games – this game's executive director, Danny Morrison, said for this year's game, the Bulls is going to offer $10,000 to the winning team's charity of choice if the team dumps mayo on the coach after the win. So, heck yes. <laughs> Let's get it. So, we're going to get it. Oh, that's, that's exciting. So, we just need to get uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl and the Cheez-It Bowl in the same stadium, and then we can just have mayonnaise Cheez-Its. That's disgusting, Walker. Yeah, that is disgusting. <laughs> and also, Story, you mentioned this, but, you know, not everyone – you come to this conclusion right away because you, if I guess you were a gambling man, but not everyone understands. You said Sam Howell moved that line. It's because the lines makers, when they set this line at the open, it was around four or five, they expected there was a chance that Sam Howell might not play. So now that it's been declared that he will play, that's – and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Story, but I believe that's what you're talking about when you said that line moved, and it's all because of Sam Howell. It's since he announced he is going to play, obviously the line 
changes from there. That's correct. And and this is a good little reminder about opening line value versus closing line value and finding, um, you know, plus EV opportunities, plus expected value. You know, if you had taken uh, North Carolina at minus four, five and a half when it opened and uh, then Sam Howell, there's no there's no harm. Right. The, the odds makers expected Sam Howell wasn't going to play. If you like North Carolina anyway, you take that bet. And then if he decides to play now, you've got some value in that line or you might get the book might pay you a little bit to, to uh, opt out. You might also have the opportunity to take another line and shoot for a middle or argue your opportunity there. So there's definitely ways to make money when especially in the bowl games, when there's a lot of questions about coaching changes and players opting out getting ready for the draft you have the opportunity to get in early and make some profit just by paying attention to those line movements all right well our next game i'm sure has a super high over under as well looking forward to uh watching this game personally the trans perfect music city bowl we got tennessee versus purdue this is on the 30th at 2 p.m wall well well this line it's gonna surprise you it opened around 58 and a half you know depending what book you're looking at and it's moved up. So the people are agreeing with you, Coach. The people are on your side. We're sitting at 63 and a half right now for the total on this one. Tennessee is giving four and a half. They open as two and a half point favorites. Woj, I think the whole rundown nation knows what I'm going to do with this one. I'm going to bet Purdue. I'm going to bet the Big Ten. I'm betting against Tennessee. And you know what? It's all in the same bet. So this is going to be a big one for me. I'm excited for it. I'll probably lay a little bit on that plus 160 money line. Heck, I'm going to lay a lot on that plus 160 money line. Purdue to win the game outright. I mean, how could you not? I love them. Yeah, the two two biggest things here is Bell is uh, opting out of the bowl. And then also they lose their uh, star defensive end, George uh, Carlifis, or Carl Fists. I, I mean, it wouldn't be a rundown if I didn't pronounce or butcher <laughs> some some name. So, uh, but that that could hurt him going against uh, Hendon Hooker, who's can can be a mobile quarterback. So losing a big DN like that could could hurt. Uh, but Milton Wright, and we've seen this down the stretch of the season as far as Bell goes. Milton Wright has been just as good as David Bell has. Uh, coming down the stretch. So uh, I don't think the bell hurts him as much as uh, as maybe the defensive end, but I like Purdue in this one. I, I don't like Tennessee. I think they're they're overrated for what they are just because they have a high-powered offense. I'm going to take Purdue. They, I don't think Tennessee's really seen a defense other than Georgia like Purdue either. So uh, it's going to be exciting to kind of see what happens here. Story. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this game. I I really like both of these teams. Um, I like the quarterbacks. Um, You know, we we saw Purdue really come on, uh, especially late in the season. They were putting up quite a few points. Tennessee, once they finally decided on Hendon Hooker being the starter, um, they were crushing it uh, week in and week out. You know, the the fewest points they put up was salty about that, by the way. Salty. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah, for the for the record, I, I think you're referring to when they, he put up 60 points against South Alabama in week well, one. No, of no, 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 no. I'm re- referring to the fact that I, I drafted him, knowing how good he oh. is, and then they decided to uh, put in a Michigan quarterback that was terrible, and then uh, I dropped Hennon Hooker, and then two weeks later they decided to go back to Hennon Hooker and. Always be churning, Woj. ABC. Always be looking for those values on the waiver wire. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you had mentioned. Uh, a couple of players that are probably going to step up in David Bell's absence, right? Milton Wright, uh, Jackson Anthrop. It'd be nice to see Payne Durham get more involved. Um, he had hits and misses this year. But, uh, you know, the, both these offenses are very, very powerful. It's tough to take this game uh, from a handicap this game just because it could come down to either a field goal or a touchdown. It feels like 
this is a game in which the last team with the ball wins, whether that last possession is a field goal or a touchdown. That's really where the question mark comes in. If this was a, you know, Tennessee minus two and a half, I could see, or three and a half, I could see it. Four and a half is a weird number. Uh, I think I'm just going to step away from this game uh, from a betting perspective and watch to get a little bit of offensive fireworks and really enjoy this game. Yeah, just another note, uh, Tyrone Tracy, the former Hawkeye wide receiver, is now heading to uh, play with Purdue uh, to finish out his college career next year. Just just another thought, another wide receiver to add to the repertoire. Um, but they they steal him away from the Hawkeyes. Uh, but next up, Wall, we got the Chick-fil-A Bowl. We got Michigan State versus Pitt. I can't wait for this one. I'm playing DFS on the 30th because – Oh, man, I already have the quarterback pick in ready to go. But this is a, a 6 p.m. game on the 30th, Wall. Yeah, this well, this is the, you know, when the lines come out right away that day, I mean, you guys have to deal with it. I'm texting about every line that's, as it's coming out. This is this is the one that I hit right away. As soon as I saw that line, I saw Michigan State plus four. I hit it. I hit it hard. I mean, come on, baby. As it sits right now, Michigan's actually flipped to the favorite, you know, with that picket news, which I don't understand how that wasn't already priced into the line but you know that's either either here nor there minus two and a half michigan state if you do want to take pit you want to bet against me minus or plus 120 for pit i don't know Woj. I, I mean i'm happy with my michigan state pick obviously right now they switched from you know to the dog to the favorite which is a great thing i just i don't see how pit without picket can beat this michigan state team a michigan state team that did beat let me remind you did beat a Michigan team that's in the playoffs right now just a few weeks ago. So, hey, I like where I'm at in this one. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you to a point, Wall. Uh, Nick Patty will be taking the place of uh, Kenny Pickett, Ke- Keaton Solvis from USC. Obviously, uh, if you – well, you might not obviously know this, but he did transfer, and he will be going to Pitt, likely going to be the quarterback in 2022. Uh, but Nick Patty will be playing this game as the quarterback. And the thing about it is, is and we can't deny it, this is why I'm so excited for DFS, is because Michigan State is the worst against the pass. And we know how good Pitt, Pitt can be and the Pitt receivers are. Uh, so, I, I mean, Michigan State's the worst defense in the FBS. 337.7 yards per game. That's a shit ton of yards per game given up on the, on the pass. And the thing about it is, on the other end of it is Michigan State's a run-heavy team, and obviously Kenneth Walker's opting out from the for the draft. We kind of knew that was coming, but they do have some some more guys. I would look for Jordan Simmons and Elijah Collins to kind of split carries back there for them. And Pitt is the sixth-ranked run D in the nation, only giving up 91.8 yards per game. Now that is a team coming from the ACC, who is not a very run-heavy conference. I'll keep that in mind, but. I mean, it's just one of those things. I like Nick Patty here. Not necessarily I like Pitt, but I like Nick Patty here going into that uh, Michigan State secondary story. Mm, it, you know, I have a tough time with this game as well. Both of these teams, uh, their offenses revolved around one respective player from each team, right? Kenny Pickett for Pitt and Kenneth Walker the third for Michigan State. With both of these players opting out, we don't know really what these offensive look, offenses look like. Pickett is just a tremendous athlete. Um, it's, I'm excited to see what he can do in the NFL. Uh, same with Kenneth Walker. Uh, you know, at one time, a Heisman, both these guys were, were Heisman hopefuls, you know, outside shots. But um, without knowing uh, what these offenses look like, I think it's best just to kind of step away from this game and, and see what happens. You know, it's going to be a nice little preview into next year for both of these teams. But I can't, in good conscience, take a, take a stand on this game without knowing much more about, about who's carrying the rock for Michigan State and who's throwing it for Pitt. 
All right, let's head to the gambling land. Let's head to SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. We got Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Uh, this one, this line's probably got to be a little crazy, but uh, this one will be on the 30th at 9.30 p.m. Well, it's actually, well, it's, it's basically sitting where it opened, minus six and a half. Wisconsin, you know, I I think this one might be rigged, though, out there in Las Vegas, you know. This might be a fix. The fix is in. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to take Wisconsin anyways. Obviously, Big Ten over Pac-12. Take that any day. Wisconsin could have been the champion, but of our division, I should say, except for Iowa took it over. So you're talking about potentially the second best team in the Big Ten, which, uh, you know, that's a tough thing to say because it's not really true. But they're a good team in the Big Ten nonetheless. Arizona State, questionable team all year long. You know, given less than a touchdown, give me Wisconsin, baby. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Wall. This is this is an easy pick for me, Wisconsin. Um, I'm just not so sure. You know, both uh, Arizona State's running backs, top two running backs, Rashad White and Demonte Trainum, have both opted out to prepare for the draft. Um, and Arizona State's strength is really through the run game. So without them, I'm really not sure how they can find enough offense to compete against the Badgers' defense, right? Wisconsin was first in the nation in total defense, as well as rushing defense this year. I don't think that the Badgers are going to have any problem keeping the uh, ASU's offense uh, with Jane Daniels, who's a decent quarterback, but he's not a world beater off the field. Can Graham Mertz do enough to win this one? Sure. This this smells like a 24-17 game to me. I don't see this being, you know, the, the total right now is 42 and a half. That might be even a little high. Uh, I wouldn't touch the over-under, but I think that Wisconsin covers this spread easily. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is the story just hit on it. Two of the top running backs for a team that runs the ball are not playing. Jack Jones, their number one defensive player, their cornerback is opting out for the draft. Daniel Nagata is going to be their lead back. Never heard of him. And Braylon Allen is back for Wisconsin, who is an athlete. Uh, and that's an understatement at running back position. He probably could have been up there with all the other good running backs if he didn't get hurt all year. Uh, the thing, I just don't understand the line. I'm putting money on this. Uh, this will probably be the biggest money I put on any bowl this uh, this off season, but I, I, at plus six or minus six, excuse me, for Wisconsin, I, I just don't see it there for Arizona State. I don't see how they can stay competitive in this game whatsoever. Well, All right. it's going to be a fun game to watch. And for the record, um, if anybody watched Braylon Allen, um, that guy is a stud, and he's only 17 years old. Still, so he turns 18 on January 21st next year. So um, he's he's looks like the future of the classic Wisconsin running back. I'm excited to see what the rest of his career looks like. Uh, you're just excited so you can keep him on your team as a keeper. Yeah, you saw right through that, Woj. <laughs> All right, well, go Badgers. Go Badgers. <laughs> All right, we got the Tax Slayer uh, Gator Bowl. Texas A&M versus Wake Forest. Uh, this will be at 10 a.m. if they do end up playing it on the 31st. Uh, Texas A&M did opt out due to COVID concerns. Uh, they are attempting to find a team within the next 48 hours, and that was probably about, well, by the time you listen to this, about 24 hours ago. So we'll see if uh, Wake Forest ends up getting a uh, opponent there, but it uh, be interesting to see. I know Texas A&M was, was going to have Haynes King back, and he was practicing in practice, so that would have been uh, cool to see him finally come back towards the end of the season. I'm just happy I don't have to make a pick on this one, Woj, because I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't have known where to go with this one anyway. So we'll see if they find a replacement team for it. It's kind of, you know, even if they do, I mean, it's, I don't know. COVID obviously ruins things. It makes things tough. So 
nothing to talk about with this one. Yeah, just don't see this. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of it. I expect we're probably going to get more as the COVID cases continue to rise here. Um, this is the first casualty of the bull season, and it's it's you know we're, we're I'm kind of interested to see what happens if this happens to a major you know a uh, how a, a New Year's Day bowl or even one of the football championship or college football cha- playoff games. Next up, we have their mediocre. Sun Bowl. Who was I? Who was I? Story. Who was I? Tony the Tiger. The Sun well, Bowl. That was, pretty, that was pretty good, wasn't it? It was. That was pretty good. That's probably uh, in the top and, uh, 15 Tony the Tiger impressions. Yeah, and it wasn't great. It was mediocre. I hope you got the pun there because it's Miami of Florida versus Washington State. I mean, it's very mediocre. But this game's on the 31st at 11:30 a.m. on uh, I think it's ESPN. But uh, you know, a couple big things here is the uh, defensive tackle for Miami. Jonathan Ford opting out, uh, long shot in the draft. Uh, most people were surprised at him opting out for the draft, but uh, hopefully good luck to him. Rambo, uh, Charleston Rambo, the transfer from Oklahoma, went to Miami this year and was good there, is opting out for the draft. And on the Washington State side of things, you have Max Borgie opting out, their star running back, uh, or star halfback, I should say. He he definitely catches a lot of passes back there. So uh, just an interesting start off to this game, Wall. I'm kind of interested to, before I speak, I'm, I'm tired of speaking and then Story would say, no, he's wrong. I disagree with him. I'd like to ha- <laughs> see what Story has to say about this game. Well, I, I tend to agree with you, Well, It's a couple of mediocre teams. Um, I'm not surprised Manny Diaz got fired at the end of the year. Um, it, this is just a ho-hum bull. Uh, the fact that it's on the 31st kind of disappoints me. I'd, I'd rather see better better teams, better a better bull game all around. Um I don't know. Washington State, right? That line is still at two and a half, which is about where it opened. Um, over 59 and a half, somewhere in that range. I don't really have a pick on that, but uh, oh, I think it did tick down. Washington State minus one. So Washington State, just because Miami's not good. It's it's basically a pick 'em. So you're picking what team do I think is going to win this game? And one thing I do want to say, story is on the 31st, you are going to get some good football, buddy. Whether you think this is a good football game or not. You know, I'll leave that to you. I, I think it might actually be a decent football game just because the two teams are so evenly matched. I always bet against Miami of Florida. It's one of the, you know, I always bet for Purdue, which is, you know, one, definitely one of my bad traits. And I always bet against Miami of Florida. So I'm, I'm going to bet against Miami of Florida in this one. I think Washington State maybe can beat them. I just like to bet against Miami of Florida. But there was a lot of talk today about this game potentially getting canceled too because Miami had some troubles with that. So something else to watch out for. I'll definitely just leave my money until the, day of to make sure they're actually playing this one and then probably take Washington state. Maybe I get a plus at that time. Yeah. And we, we already talked about on the 31st, we have a game that might not be played. We have that game. I'm going to skip ahead of time slot here and go to the barstool sports, Arizona bowl. This is uh, Boise state versus central Michigan. Uh, this is going to be a three 30 PM game. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on, or, well, you know, I'll switch it up story. What are your thoughts on the, uh, the barstool sports Arizona game? I know you're a big barstool fan. Uh, I am a fan of taking advantage of the opportunity to place bets and possibly win money on their sports book. Uh, in terms of the personalities, I won't take a stand on that one way or the other. Come to your own conclusions about that. That said, um, this is an intri- interesting game to me, right? The nation's leading rusher, Lou Nichols, uh, is really uh, something to behold. Um, but the Broncos uh, and the Broncos are giving up uh, nearly 
what, 150, 160 yards a game on the ground, right? Boise State's not good. So they're going to try to slow them down. Not sure they can. I think Boise State uh, is too good, though, too good of a team to, to lose this. The line currently is, let's see, it opened at eight, uh, currently eight and a half. So it's kind of sticking there. I don't really like that number. I think Boise State win this one, wins this one, but I see Central Michigan uh, in a rel- you know, second in the MAC West in a relatively competitive division uh, covering the spread. Uh, the big D end, uh, Emmett Shadek is transferring from SMU. That's kind of the only opt-out slash transfer that's happening before this game. So they just lose one of their better defensive ends in this game. Uh, Wall, any thoughts on the uh, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl? Yeah, obviously he's transferring out of CMU, Central Michigan. But I just I I, I like the MAC teams at the beginning of the bowl season, right? And then they haven't shown up. So I really have trouble betting Central Michigan in this one. Beginning of the season, if I were to, or the beginning of the bowl season, if I were to lay somebody, I probably would have laid Central Michigan, you know, at that plus eight. I think story might have saw it at eight and a half, but I probably would have laid that. Now I'm just going to take Boise State because the MAC has not shown up. I think Boise State's a good football team as is. So that's where my money will be on this one. All right. Well, let's talk some football now. We have uh, some semifinal games coming up here. We got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. This will be the Cincinnati versus Alabama game. That's the one versus four. This will be at 2.30 p.m. Uh, excited to see if Cincinnati can hold with Alabama. It's going to be a tough task, though, Story. Spoiler alert, they can't and they won't. Um, <laughs> I just don't see the Bearcats. You know, they're, they're the underdog. Uh, they're the, the, the non, um, you know, the, the non- Power Five uh, playoff hopeful Cinderella um, Desmond Ritter playing great ball Jerome Ford running all over the place. How are they going to keep up with Alabama? Right, Alabama's defense isn't as uh, potent as we've seen in the past. They have given up quite a few uh, big plays this year, quite a few big scores. But we saw what they did to Georgia, the number one defense in the country at that time. Um, the, the Alabama offense is really clicking. Um, I don't think John Mechie's playing in this one. Um, which could give some people some second thoughts, but Alabama's got a ton of uh, talent at wide receiver. Um, I've got no hesitation picking the tide to win this one. I'm trying to find an angle where Cincinnati can cover, right? 13 and a half is a lot. It's a ton, especially in a playoff game. Uh, but Desmond Ritter has been kind of struggling a little bit. He's thrown an interception in five of his last seven games. He'd need to have one of the best games of his life, uh, best games of his career in order to really keep pace. Um, I don't think, Alabama's going to be taking anybody lightly. I see Alabama walking away with this one. Yeah, I just think the Alabama offense is just too potent for Cincinnati. Yeah, we saw what you like you mentioned what they did to Georgia, and they've just been clicking. It kind of reminds me of those Ohio State teams, which or even the Ohio State team this year that you know, they just start clicking towards the end of the year and get better and better and. Uh, I think they're at that point now where where they've found even without Mechie they'll they'll be able to produce a lot of points or, or move the ball down the field. Well, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are there's not a chance in hell I lay Alabama in this football game. Not a chance. I'm not saying that Cincinnati comes out and wins this one, but you're telling me that Alabama is a two touchdown favorite over this Cincinnati team that hasn't lost a game in two years. Alabama's shown me nothing all year. And one thing I do want to point out too. You got to be very careful that NCAA just came out for these two games specifically, especially I should say, if one of the teams cannot play because of COVID tests, it's marked as a loss. You're going to want to check with whatever book you're betting at, how they're going to handle that, but it should be marked as a loss. So if you bet as Alabama right now and they cannot play because of COVID, 
it is a loss for Alabama. Cincinnati gets an automatic buy essentially, but it is marked as a loss for Alabama. So if you're going to lay Alabama, do not lay them right now. Make to make sure you wait to see if they're actually going to play the football game, or you're going to be laying minus 25, 525 for a team that doesn't even play a football game. Now, if you're taking the other side of that, you're betting Cincinnati. Hey, you got some good. We were talking about this actually before the podcast start. You got some good statistical advantage there because 50-50 chance either one of these teams has to forfeit, or I should say that's not the case, but it's a, if one of the teams does forfeit, it's a 50-50 chance it's either one of them. So you got better money on Cincinnati now. That's not the only reason I'm taking Cincinnati, though. I'm taking Cincinnati for the fact that I just haven't seen much out of Alabama. Yeah, they beat Georgia. They played one good football game this season. I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm taking them on the money line. I'll take them on the spread, too. That's just where I'm going with my money. Well, I hear what you're saying, Well, when it comes to making sure you know what your book's terms and conditions are as it relates to these bets in this time of code. If you have any questions, check with customer support. I don't think there's any way in hell that the NCAA doesn't let this game play at some point, whether it's postponed, whether it's moved, whatever they need to do. There is not a shot in hell that Alabama doesn't play this game at some point. There's too much money on the line. Too many boosters are going to be pissed off if that were the case. I think they'll bend over backwards to make sure that this game happens. All right, let's move on to the Capital One Orange Bowl. And this one is uh, Georgia versus Michigan. It'll be at 6.30 p.m. And we just talked about, you know, the COVID protocols and everything. Georgia is having COVID issues. JT Daniels, which isn't that big of a deal for them overall because they haven't used him all year. But he was looking healthy enough to the point where he could play. Uh, He tested positive for COVID. And then George Pickens, who, again, isn't that big of a huge deal for them as they've gone in and out of wide receivers all season and Pickens had been not not even playing for most of the season also tested positive so if it's a strain that is now across the whole team we'll have to see still got some time yet before this happens because it's on the 31st but we are less than 10 days away which for the protocol would be to 10 days after symptoms have uh, relinquished Um, All is quiet in Ann Arbor, Michigan, though, as far as any uh, news, any transfers, any opt-outs. We've heard nothing from the uh, from the hardball team over there. You think uh, you think that uh, COVID's transmitted by chicken and that's why Harbaugh's team's doing pretty well? (laughs) Jesus. He's got he's got those Lululemon pants. They create a force field around the team. There you go. Well, it's it's this is a. Interesting to see. This is another situation that I don't think that the NCAA will let this game be a walkover. Uh, there's just way too much at stake here. This game is kind of the spread in this game is ping ponging between seven and a half and eight and a half. It's moved quite a bit since it opened up at uh, I believe at seven and a half. Um, the Bulldogs are the favorite here. Um, this interesting. We haven't seen these two teams uh, play since 1965, um, which is I would not have guessed that. Um, but the the strength of Michigan, uh, the offense is is really um, it plays into the strength of Georgia's defense. Uh, they got to be able to make some plays through the air. Then they have a shot. If not, I think Georgia easily wins this game. Right, their defense is is other than giving up 41 Alabama has been tremendous this year. So it's tough for tough for me to pick this game against the spread. I think Georgia wins this game pretty easily. Uh, I could see this game going over. It's pretty low, 43 and a half. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to wait to see what happens with the COVID before I make a call on the spread one way or the other. Well, it's up to you if you want to go next, but I'm I'm just about to tear down his ideas there because I, I, I'm going I'm going Michigan all the way in this game. I, I know Georgia and how good they are, 
but they just got annihilated by an Alabama team. Michigan, on the other hand, beat up a Ohio State team whose offense is triple that of what Georgia's is. Probably as much, it's probably as good of an offense as Alabama's is. Uh, they have the best player, best defensive player in the nation in their team in Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I, I just like Michigan all the way through and throughout. As long as Hardball doesn't screw this up, which is very likely, uh, I do like Michigan's chances in this game to wear it down. It's going to be a tight game, close game. It's going to be one in the trenches for sure. But I, I like Michigan. Well, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I'm going to say I'm not going to bet against Georgia. I'm just I'm not going to do it. I do want to take this time and this opportunity because you know how Michigan got here, right, Woj? They beat Iowa. Yeah, we know that. But the game before that, you know who they beat, right? They, yeah, the Ohio State game. Yeah, I, I just want to I, – I was listening to this podcast. I heard this. I want to play this for you guys. They're going to play a spoiler in the Big Ten. They're going to beat Ohio State that last game of the season. I think that's going to push them over the edge. I think they'll get over that 7.5. But I do want to say I bet on, you know – Michigan the past three years and the total over, and I've lost almost every one of them. I pushed one year, 2019, I believe, but I got that going for a bit. I'm still going to take that over. Going to take it. If they if they beat uh, Ohio State the last game of the season, I will come back on the pod, and, and and you'll have my contrition on air, recorded for all time. Great. So I, I, I heard that on a, a podcast I listened to, Woj, and it turns out it was Story that was saying that. It was the man – we're talking Maybe with we tonight. Sure that that wasn't somebody uh, pretending to me being. That doesn't sound like me. I'm a huge fan of of, of Jim Harbaugh, right? You you guys know that. No, uh, no, no. Just kidding. This yeah. Guy was, no, that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, you you have my contrition. Well, that uh, I gotta eat some crow on that one. I I didn't <laughs> expect it. I didn't see it coming, and uh, now I'm gonna wear that until next year, until they lose to Ohio State next year. You you are. You, you had to know I wasn't going to forget about that one story. I knew you in the back of your head. You're probably thinking, man, I hope he forgets about it. I hope he forgets about it. No, no, no. I didn't forget about that. And I want to know what you're doing for your contrition, too. Like maybe a couple of Hail Marys and our father or something. But you, sir, were wrong. And I was right on that one. But I am not going to bet against Georgia Woolwich. I do agree with you. I think I'm going to be cheering for Michigan 100%. Go Big Ten. Take down the Bull. Take down Georgia, the Bulldogs. But I, I just can't, you know, as somebody who likes to make money off of bets, I can't bet against Georgia. It's just not something I'm going to do. Yeah, it's just one of those things where this is like Jim Hardball's like Candyland. Like this is his. Uh, if you watch Happy Gilmore, it's his happy place. Is being in the playoffs. He's so probably tense right now and and just going over stat charts and sheets and with his team and it, it's probably just a nerd fest for him. And I, I know he's in heaven, but I think he's got his team where they need to be in a mindset where they need to be. If they're not utterly confused by all the stats and just nerdiness of football, uh, they're where they need to be to beat Georgia. And I think they're a really good shot at beating Alabama in the national championship game. Oh, just because of the likeliness of, or just the, the similarities between Ohio state and Alabama. I, I think, I think Michigan has that pedigree. They, they have a game under their belt beating them. So I do like Michigan in this. I like Michigan to win it all. Uh, I do have Georgia to win it all as a bet from early in the season, but uh, I would like to put some money on Michigan possibly too. But we'll move on. We'll move on. we got some more games still to play. We have all the New Year's Day Bowls here. Uh, the first one up on New Year's Day is the Outback Bowl, and that's going to be Arkansas versus Penn State. This is an 11 a.m. start wall. 
Hey, Nittany Lions giving one. They were giving four and a half. I expected this might happen. I was going to bet Penn State. It opened around minus four. I said, no, no, no. That SEC money is going to come in on Arkansas. It has come in on Arkansas. Now we're basically at a pick them. I mean, is it a surprise what I'm going to do on this one? No, it's not a surprise. Big 10, I'm taking Penn State, only giving one. Come on, man. Come on. Put the money on the Nittany Lions taking down Arkansas. I like them maybe on some alts too, minus two, minus three, maybe even go up to five and a half, six and a half. I really think, I think this game hinges on whether uh, uh, Jahan Dotson is playing. Now, I, I I haven't heard one way or the other. I know that uh, he is leaving the draft. I don't know if he's opted out of this game though. Do you guys know? Have you heard? No, uh, no word from Dotson. I know Clifford is staying for the 2020 season, so he obviously be, be playing. Uh, no word on Dotson out of the uh, the Penn State camp. Hmm. Well, I think that uh, that really is the determiner there. John Dotson plays huge weapon on offense. Clifford has been okay this year. Uh, I know that uh, Arkansas has got a pretty balanced attack, but uh, I'm with Wall on this one. You know, Penn State uh, played in a much better conference in the SEC this year, in my opinion. This uh, this one seems easy enough for if you're if you're a little worried about that spread. I mean, minus one, that not that big a deal. The money line's not too expensive. Um, but you know, buy it, buy it down to uh, Penn State minus two and a half. Get some plus money on that. Uh, Terrellon, uh, Traylon Burks for Arkansas will be opting out. He's their main weapon, their main wide receiver. Uh, with Sean Clifford staying, I know Dotson is a question mark, but I do, I do like Penn State even with Dotson out. I still like Penn State. 11 a.m. Uh, the Outback Bowl, Arkansas, Penn State. Put it, put the money on it, put the house on it. <laughs> but we have some more games. We got PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. We have Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Uh, it's a pair of games that will start at noon on the first. Uh, ND will be out with with uh, without its best safety in Kyle or Kyle Hamilton and star running back uh, Kyrene Williams uh, both opted out for the draft. Uh, Chris Tay and Logan Diggs likely to be the uh, to pick up the slack in the Notre Dame run game there. Yeah, I uh, I'm kind of interested to see how this game plays out simply because both of these teams. Uh, we're in the, the college football playoff conversation at one point. Oklahoma State came within, uh, I don't know, how many opportunities on, on the one-yard line to actually go ahead and take take that win and get into the college football playoff. Never seen such bad play calling there. Um, but for this game, I don't know that there's much motivation on either side. I think that this really comes down to whether Notre Dame gets up for their new head coach uh, in Marcus Freeman, previously served as a defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, so he knows the, the system quite well. He knows the players. Uh, if this were a playoff game, I would definitely side with Oklahoma State, but I don't think Mike Gundy's much of a motivator. Um, I see Notre Dame getting up for this game. Uh, spread is at uh, minus two and a half, I believe, or at least that's where it opened. Um, I think it's somewhere in that range. Might have, might have gone down a little bit. Notre Dame minus one and a half. I really think Notre Dame wins this game. I really think they cover that spread. I'm going with Notre Dame. Man, I like Notre Dame story. I'm I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I like Notre Dame, but I'm looking forward to watching this football game. I really think this is gonna be a fun football game to watch. And when I say that, that means it's gonna be competitive. So story we just quoted them at minus two and a half, which he was quoting the opening line. He said down now they're down to minus one and a half. Normally, minus one and a half, minus two and a half, not something I pay that much attention to. I do in this game because this might be a one or two point game. So, you know, try to get your number on this one. I like Notre Dame to win it, but I'm more excited to watch this football game. I think the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl is going to be a fun one this year. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. We got a good one coming up here. Sharing that time slot at noon on the first. We got the Verbo Citrus Bowl. That's Kentucky versus Iowa Wall. This is a big game. Uh, as far as uh, transfers and opt-outs, you got Tyrone Tracy who transferred from Iowa. Tyler Goodson will opt out for the NFL draft, unfortunately. Spencer Pietras is listed as the starter. On the Kentucky side, Josh Alley and Isaiah Epps, both who were in a car accident. They are fine, minor injuries, but they are rolled out of this bowl game due to an injury, but they still have Wondell Robinson. But Iowa is... Uh, knows who he is, Wall. They've played against him before when he played at Nebraska. So what are your thoughts here, Wall? This is a big game for the Hawkeyes. Uh, easy. Take Iowa plus three. Take Iowa plus 125 on the money line. That's it. Uh, I'm going to have to admit that I already have money on Iowa. As much as I do like Kentucky and I like that program, um, Iowa, I think there's a lot of – this. The, the fact that this spread has swung four points from Iowa being a 1.5 they have a one and a half point favorite to now a two and a half point dog um, is, is a rather interesting development. But uh, a lot of that probably has to do with Tyler Goodson list opting out to go for the NFL draft. Still, this feels like uh, an easy win for Iowa. Uh, I'm not sure it's a huge win. I just think that this is an easy win. Um, could be close. Field goal could be the difference. But, you know, if it, if if I was getting points, take the two and a half. And uh, I'm not going to say one way or another on the money line. All right, let's move on. I'll be watching the parade uh, on the first in the morning. Hopefully you guys will too. It's the Rose Bowl, Utah versus Ohio State. And that'll be at 4 p.m. following those other two games. Uh, quiet on both sides as far as opt-outs. No opt-outs or transfers other than some backup Ohio State quarterbacks transferring. Uh, but. Just interesting to see. Uh, it's a quiet, a quiet outing for these guys. It looks like they're getting ready to play and gear, geared up. Uh, it's a big game, big Rose Bowl game. Yeah, I'm excited about this game. I like both of these teams. Um, not so much Ohio State. Uh, I, I'm just kind of confused how they ended the season, right? Losing to Michigan. The big question is whether they get up for it. You know, does Ryan Day um, kind of get them up for it and, and they actually play competitively, or is this treated like a consolation prize since they missed out on the college football playoff and they were in it basically the entire year, uh, other than that one blemish to Oregon. Um, I like the way that Utah ended the season, strong offensive play calling, strong run game. Um, they offensive defense is pretty good, allowing just under 200 yards passing per game. You know, they've got a tremendous running back in Tavion Thomas. He scored 20 rushing touchdowns this year and didn't even become the primary starter until halfway through the season. Uh, I think they're going to, Utes are going to use the same formula um, that Michigan did against Ohio State. And I think I'm going to go with the Pac-12 champions here. They have Manhattan, Oregon, who's in that CFB, CFB playoff conversation, um, even towards the end of the year. They manhandled them twice in the last three weeks. Um, to me, this looks like a Utah win. I'm not so sure that Ohio State gets up for this game. Hey, I'm going to agree with Story again. I guess we're on the same side at the end. At the beginning, we were really, you know, fighting against each yeah, other for the most part. Yeah, but uh, we, we seem to have melded here. We do. We, we, that's exactly what it seems like. But I, I'm going to bet Utah maybe for a little different reason. I'm going to bet them. I've talked about it this bowl season, the whole, you know, throughout all our talking here, talking points. They've been a hot team. And, and Ohio State hasn't been a hot team. I'm going to bet the hot team, who is Utah, especially getting almost a full touchdown right now it probably will move up to that full touchdown at some point so i'm just going to take the utes i like ohio state i think they have a good football program but in this specific one because of the momentum as of late i'm taking utah and Woj did mention how everything's been quiet i think it has a lot to do with both these teams are kind of young 
for you know two teams in this spot anyways they're kind of young so you're not getting those transfers because you don't have those people that you know they they need to get out for the last year or whatever the reason being the young teams going against each other has something to do with that quietness but it also has to do with you know that coach over there at ohio state mr ryan day he keeps his program in line he's not going to let rumors and stuff like that get out before it comes to game time yeah, I don't know if I agree with either of you. I do to a point. Yes, the spread is probably bigger than it should be, but I really do like Ohio State. I, I really do think it's a good football team. I still think uh, that Ryan Day has done a great job there. I think he's doing a great job as far as what we talked about, you know, with the transfers and what Wall just mentioned. Uh, this it's it's going to be a good game. I just don't I don't see. I know Utah's I got the momentum, but I just don't see them being able to stop the Ohio State offense. Uh, I know Michigan did, but that's a different team than this Utah team. So I, I, I like Ohio State's chances. Not sure if I like them more than a touchdown or even a touchdown at that, but uh, I do like Ohio State going into this Rose Bowl. But uh, we're going to move on. We got the All-State Sugar Bowl, which is Baylor versus Old Miss. This will be at 7.45 p.m. Yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> I wish we had a, a, a kind of more exciting game for, for the evening game there. Um, it's fine. You know, the, the interesting thing is that Matt Corral is going to play in this game, right? He's definitely going to the NFL. He's one of the top picks at quarterback, going to be drafted probably in the first round. Um, but he's playing. And, and so that's really interesting. You don't see that too often these days. Um, at least he said he's playing. So, uh, and then you've got Baylor on the other side. There wasn't, um, you know, a whole lot of expectations for this team coming into the season, but Dave Aranda led them to a Big 12 championship behind a strong running game and a strong defense. They're going to try to stop down, uh, you know, slow down the old Miss offense. Mackerel plays, uh, you know, if he skips the game, which it doesn't sound like he will, Baylor's the obvious choice, but since, uh, since he's playing, I'm going to go with uh, the offense over the defense on this one. I think over uh, old Miss can overcome uh, Baylor's defense, and I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Now, the, the question is, um, the over-under in this game, probably lean the over. You know, I think all of Miss's offense has got it more than Baylor's defense. So uh, that's at 54 and a half for the spread here. Baylor minus one. I know that's going to be count- bouncing around a little bit too. So I'd wait, look for a positive number, and uh, take Ole Miss. Well, I can tell you what's going to happen. I mean, obviously the news came out that Carell's going to play. He said in the press that he is going to play. But this is, And if you watch college football enough years now, you know this is exactly what's going to happen. He's going to come out there for a few plays. They'll throw him in there. They'll take him right out. It's just it's how they do it. It's for good reasons, I think. You don't want to ruin the kid's career before it even gets started in the NFL. So that's what's going to happen. The books, they're backing me. Ole Miss started as minus two. You know, now they're plus one. And when these lines were set, we alluded to this fact already a little bit, but when these lines are set, the bookies, you know, they're setting so far in advance, they have to price in the possibility that star players might not play. They priced in a little probability, probably that Corell wasn't going to play, maybe even a big probability, but the line still has moved the other way. Even though Corell's announcing he's playing, they're plus one right now. They flipped as the favorite to the dog. You know what? Everybody agrees with me. Corell's going to come in, play a few plays, and he's obviously the key to this old mess up offense, which I kind of like the over. If you want to bet Ole Miss, Story said go with the over regardless. I think if you want to bet Ole Miss, go with the over because in order for them to win, they're going to have to control the game by having the better offense and score a lot of points. All right. All right. Yeah. Baylor is, uh, 
I don't know what this this game's going to be. Like Wall said, it, there's too many variables that could happen, especially with Matt Corral, who's by far Old Miss's best player. So, uh, and I disagree with Story. I think it's a good game. It's, it'd be an interesting game to watch. Big 12 champ versus, you know, I guess an upper tier SEC team in Old Miss and a, and a powerful offense. And well, Baylor has a powerful offense too, but they have a powerful defense. You know, you get that Baylor time of possession. So we'll see what happens here. Um, excited to watch that game too. That'll be the nightcap on the first. And then we have two more games left. We have the Tax Slayer Texas Bowl and then the National Championship. The Texas Bowl will be Kansas State versus LSU. This will be on the fourth at 8 p.m. Wall. Yeah, Kansas State minus three and a half in this one over under 48. I mean, that's that's not a bull over under you see a lot. Well, did you take the under in this one, 48 under? I took the under in them all, Wall. I took them in it all. I wonder if you – you probably don't remember the number off the top of your head. It did open around 46 and a half, so I'm guessing that's around where your number is. But you need not a lot of scoring in this one, Woj. I mean, that's that's, that's a pretty low-scoring game for over <laughs> under 48. I mean, there's a lot of questions at running at quarterback. I mean, Max Johnson's gone, obviously. We know that. Uh, Miles Brennan might be the starter, or they're trying to actually figure out, because Miles Brennan went to the transfer portal. Now he's not going to the transfer portal. But Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, they're trying to get him another start. They're trying. The coaches are doing whatever they can to see work with the NCAA to see if he can start for this game. He's already played in four games this season already, which is the limit for a redshirt if they want to keep it. So it's just one of those things to watch out for. Their top wide receiver as well, Trey Palmer, is in the transfer portal and won't play. So LSU doesn't have much. I Kansas State doesn't have much, even though Skylar Thompson, I think, is playing in this game. So uh, just just some things to think about. Take that under. Cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, what's interesting, this game opened at a minus one, uh, Kansas State minus one, and it's gone to minus three, three and a half on some books. And do you guys think that's uh, possibly because of Brian Kelly's uh, new accent that people got nervous and they started putting money on Kansas State? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It might have well, been. I, 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 good story. You said it. It. I. I thought it opened that Kansas State was the dog. You said it opened uh, them being I, the favorite. I'm seeing Kansas State minus one when it first opened. Oh, I. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just going off the top of my head. I could be wrong again. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I. I don't know. Um. I'm. I'm I don't know why they do this, why they put the, the game on a, you know, after, before the big national championship, but after the big games on the first, it's kind of a weird way to do it. But anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what Brian Kelly does for this team. Um, you know, they're a bit of a program in transition right now, as Woj mentioned. Um, they've got some quarterback, not controversy, but some questions there. And Kansas has a lot of stability on their side. You know, they fifth in the Big 12, so kind of right middle of the road. Uh, OK conference, seven and five. Um, LSU had a bit of a down year, uh, but if uh, LSU finds a way to put points on the board, I think they uh, they take this game. I think they they win. Kansas State just doesn't it hasn't impressed me much this season at all. And I, I I hate to be one of those Johnnies on this game and you know take LSU because they're a better program, but I think that's exactly what I'm going to do here. I'm going to take LSU because they are generally a better program in Kansas State. You're getting three and a half as it stands right now. I like getting over a field goal in this game. I mean, you got such a low over under at 48. It coming down to a field goal is a very high probability, right? We kind of talked about that in one of the episodes this season where it's a low scoring game, which the probability of it being a closer game is higher than the probability of when it's a high scoring game. But I'm just going to take LSU. 
for the fact that they're a better program. Obviously, a lot of differences with the coaching, you know. Brad Davis has taken over there to head coach at LSU. Obviously, uh, Kansas State, I shouldn't say obviously, but they lost their offensive coordinator. He was actually fired. Colin Klein, former Kansas State quarterback, is coming in to be the offensive coordinator for this game. So you got a lot of stuff changing around as far as coaching goes. I'm just going to go with the better overall perennial program. I hate to be a Johnny and do it, but that's what I'm going to do on this one. And I'm going to take it on the spread. I'll stay away from the money line. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm staying away from that game altogether than that with that sweet, sweet under. But uh, <laughs> there's only one game left in the college of uh, 2021 bowl season. That would be the national championship, which will be held on Monday, January 10th at 7 p.m. Uh, what an exciting game that will be, I'm sure. Um, hopefully it's Michigan versus Alabama. That would be exciting in my mind. But uh, I guess the other way would be to Georgia, Alabama. But as long as Cincinnati's not in there, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, I think we're seeing another all-SEC championship game coming up. Is that what the people want? Probably not. Is that what we're going to get? Probably, right? What else is new? Um, better programs, better conference, better talent, better coaches. Um, you know, the Crimson Tide, if we go with that, if we think it's Alabama and Georgia, which I think it's going to be, I think that uh, Alabama is going to need to make some adjustments. Uh, I have no questions that they're going to they're gonna, you know, beat Cincinnati, get in here. Uh, but they're going to have to make some adjustments without John Mechie. You know, you look at uh, some of the guys that, uh, that Alabama's lost this year, and, and the list is long, right? Josh Joby, Christopher Allen, JoJo Early, John Mechie, obviously, Wardell Williams, Xavier Williams. And then you scroll down and you look at what Georgia's lost, and, man, they've lost a lot, too, to injury. So a lot of question marks on both sides of the ball. Uh, what do these teams look like? Georgia's going to definitely play better, if, with the caveat that they make it to the, the national championship game. Um, I think that they're definitely going to be playing better. I think we're going to see a lot of offense in that game. If that were the case, I think we're going to see, though, Bryce Young play the role of star, play the role of Heisman winner. And I think Alabama wins and Nick Saban celebrating another national championship. Just the way I think it plays out. What do you guys think? Well, I, I mean, think Woj kind of told you, right? But as far as what I think, I think that you guys are really underestimating the chances for a Cincinnati to get in there or Michigan to get in there. Shouldn't say as much Woj. He did say they have a good chance or a decent chance to get in it. But Cincinnati, I think, is a team that can get in there. I think they can beat Alabama straight up. I know people are going to say I'm crazy, but I just I haven't seen anything out of Alabama. And I do want to preface this by saying I have money on Alabama to win the national championship, and I have money on Georgia to win the national championship. And all those bets were from well before the season started. So if they win, I'll be happy. But that's not what I really want to happen. The problem is the playoff committee – everyone here is familiar with the term gerrymandering, right? They kind of, of they kind of gerrymandered this one for the SEC to be in. It's, it's quite ridiculous if you ask me, but that's the way it is. And that's what we have to deal with. So they gerrymandered it to give the SEC the best chance to win the national championship. And that's how it is. You know, maybe that's something to do with the ESPN and all this talk this year about the shifting of everybody over to the SEC because of ESPN. Who knows? Who knows how it all goes? But I really think people need to, not underestimate the chances that Michigan or Cincinnati goes to the game. It's going to be exciting, though, nonetheless. Yeah, going to be a, a fun end to the 2021 bowl season. Story, thank you for coming along for the ride for this uh, second part here with the big uh, semifinals and championship game. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, love the content you guys put out, so keep it up. Um, you do great work. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the bowl season. We're going to get into some really great games. 
coming up and looking forward to aren't you having a little little get together coming up Woj? making your famous jambalaya i am on the first for the iowa game and i'm sure uh, wall's got his normally planned uh college football championship game uh celebration as well yeah well i, I first thing i want to say is everyone's invited to Woj's. Everyone okay, okay, podcast. all right. Whole rundown nation. <laughs> His brand new house, you know, everyone's invited. We'll we'll tweet out the address for you people. But yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Get together with friends. Hopefully COVID stays away and we all have fun watching some football. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate the uh, invite. Look forward to seeing you next year. Yeah, thank you again, Story. It's been an awesome year so far for college football and the podcast. Uh, hopefully we can do maybe a couple more here towards the end of the bowl season, or maybe at least one more for the national championship game uh, for myself, Woj, and I'm sure Kyle, this was the college football rundown. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.